0: Hey, thanks for being here. Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. We are continuing our conversation about the border. A lot of controversy about the Senate bill that was co-written by Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema and then died on arrival at the Senate, never saw the Senate floor. A lot of complaints, including from the head of the Border Patrol Union and the Border Patrol Council, Brandon Judd, who was on this show. One of the people I turn to as an expert on the border for a multitude of reasons from Southern Arizona is Congressman Juan Ciscomani. He joins us now. Congressman, welcome back. Hey Mike, good morning. Uh, Let's let's dive into just a little bit of this. I want to just give you a little background. I had Senator Sinema on the show explaining what was in the bill and why she believed there were a lot of teeth in what they had constructed. I had Senate uh, Congressman Biggs on that poked holes in saying what he believed were holes in this. And then Brandon Judd came on and said he supports this bill because there's enough good in it. Get rid of the bad. So he supported the bill and thought it should have gotten to the floor for debate. But you're the guy I turn to because you are a naturalized citizen you've been on both sides of this issue. Where do you stand on this piece of legislation or a piece of legislation like it?
1: Well, I, I was clear on my statement there that I, I felt that this falls way short to what's necessary right now. This bill to me is more about managing the border crisis and actually stopping the border crisis on, uh, on an immediate and tough basis. I know that you and I have talked about the three bucket system that we've that i kind of describe on the border immigration uh, that's one Uh, uh, border security is another one trade is another one as well in this case with this specific one on the border security side of things we are way past the point of trying to manage this crisis we have to stop it immediately and this bill falls short of that there there's some merit to it and coming together and trying to find some consensus around this there, there are things that are good in it i can i can see that as well but the 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 bad outweighs the the good on this bill uh, specifically when you look at the funding and when uh you, you look at where some of this money is going and you have no money no new money for the wall at all we were just uh, at the border again yesterday border patrol once again describing how uh, finishing up the, the about 20, 30 miles of wall in the Tucson sector that still needs to get finished would make a huge impact, but there's no new money for that. However, there's over a billion dollars for migrant shelter and transportation services. So, again, the, the focus is not where it needs to be on stopping this instead of managing it.
0: So then let me ask about the merits of what Brandon Judd said, was that's why you take a bill like that to debate in the Senate, because then you can offer amendments like Senator Graham had said it needs to be a lot of amendments on this. If something like this getting into the Senate, is there a way, do you believe, I know it's not the chamber you're in, but is there a chance for them in the Senate to then to get rid of a lot of that or add in the things you're talking about? Or do you think there just has to be a brand new bill constructed and start from zero again?
1: I believe that border security is a stand on its own, and we should consider what's happening there. We, the House sent H.R. 2 over to the Senate in the summer of last year. That has all the, the, the priorities on the border that we talked about. Uh, and codifying into law some of the things that the president has the discretion right now to take an option on, like remain in Mexico and those kind of policies that would actually make a difference. The president can do that today, right now. But he won't. So H.R. 2 has a lot of that, has a lot of what this bill has on a standalone basis, but also doesn't include a lot of the things that, in my mind, sink the bill. So when you look at who opposed the bill over in the Senate, again, I'm not in that chamber, so I don't know the dynamics of what's going on there behind closed doors or anything. But you just got to look at the final vote. And it wasn't even closed. And then when you look at the opposition of this, you got from Bernie Sanders all the way to the Freedom Caucus in the House. So it's got more than bipartisan support. It has bipartisan opposition for different reasons, different people. But in, in my mind, it needs a, needs a lot of work. And uh, the other the other aspect of this that we I think you know people have talked about maybe maybe Biggs mentioned is is the the authority triggered at the five thousand encounters. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you can trigger something at five thousand, why not trigger it at zero? Why not stop this? That, that's my whole point. We're, we're way past the point of, of giving quotas on this. Uh, Five thousand a day. You know, you do the math. What's what's that a month and, and then a year as well. So we we can't afford that anymore. We need some some tough immediate action on the on the border security side of it. And yesterday, even when we I, I hosted 13 members of Congress from around the country took them over to the border, and the first panel that we talked to was a panel on trade commerce and, and tourism, because I, I wanted my colleagues to see how this border crisis is impacting uh, the, the economic side of things as well, and we had the Fresh Products Association Manufacturing represented there as well, and they're talking about how the economics of it is is impacting the trade and commerce at the border also, which is another one of the buckets that we talk about, and then also on the environmental impact, and that was another panel mm-hmm. of So it's got a wide, wide uh, uh, um, impact on the negative side here that without stopping this immediately, it's going to continue to get
0: worse. I'm curious about this because I've talked to people about you. And I know some of your background. You are in a unique situation of being a naturalized citizen. You have been through the immigration process. You know, the flaws and the warts and all of this. Does are you turned to in the House of Representatives an expert in this area? Are people asking your opinion? You live in southern Arizona. You grew up, a, you know, an immigrant to this country. It would seem to me that you have a unique expertise. Does anybody come to you to rely on that expertise? Yeah,
1: I've had a seat at the table at most of these conversations. Uh, First with Speaker McCarthy, when he was there, I was very much involved in the HR2 bill that we talked about specifically curving the asylum process um, of that. And now with, with uh, Speaker Johnson, the same thing. Uh, I was over in Texas with him. I was one of the members that got to speak at the press conference, and I, and I got to speak from my own experience uh, on this. Listen, I'll, I'll be the first to say, and I talked to the local news about this yesterday, too. When they asked me about the immigration system and, and what I think of it, I tell them openly it's broken. It took my family way too long, and even having all the right paperwork and everything there. The need for workers in this country is evident. We keep hearing that from the business community. No question in my mind that the immigration bucket of things that I talked about, work visas and and so on, uh, that needs to be tackled as well. But but we can't get there unless we we close the security part of the border. Mm -hmm. Right now, the Tucson sector is the number one sector in the entire country in terms of apprehensions, 180 percent increase. And we've seen in the last few months on this. And, and, the, and the largest uh, uh, loads of fentanyl are being captured at, in the Mogollas Port of Entry. This is ground zero, the Tucson sector. So uh, that's why I'm so adamant about this. And I'm not willing to take anything that that just kind of addresses the issue or doesn't get there the whole way. On the security side, we need to do something that deals with it on an immediate and tough basis.
0: The last question is, did you, did Senator Sinema reach out to you at any point during the process of writing that piece of legislation or have you talked to her since it died in the Senate?
1: I haven't talked to her recently, but she did had a have a group of Members from the House go see her over on the Senate side when this was in the, in the early stages of this, so she did reach out to some House members. We were clear on what needed to be in there and and what we really couldn't couldn't live with and and She and I have taken several trips to the border as well, so uh, I think we're in lockstep in terms of what what we want uh, from this. Uh, regarding the border, but this bill just just didn't get there, and I, and I couldn't support it for all the reasons that, that we just talked about. And let's not forget that, that Biden right now could take action and, <laughs> and catch and release, reinstate remain in Mexico, and the, uh, the, the exploitation of the parole authority. And, and, and with his record of failing at this, what this bill also did was gave Mayorkas a lot of discretion on how to apply all this. We can't give Mayorkas any discretion. We have to tell them exactly what to do and when to do it.
0: Congressman, I always appreciate the time, and I hope when you're back, in, if you're up in the valley, I'd love to have you come in studio with us. You
1: got it. We'd love to, Mike. Thanks for keeping uh, your eye on this issue, too. All right, appreciate thanks. It.
0: That is Congressman Juan Ciscomani.